What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Life After High School, the number one podcast in Sudbury, where we dive into the lessons learned, the losses, and the lifestyles of the amazing guests by asking them the skill testing questions, critical thinking ones, and the ones that get the answers you need to help you be a bit better every single day. Thanks for tuning in. I love you guys and enjoy the show. It's the Life After High School podcast. Yeah. Maybe just that, that proactiveness we were talking about, being proactive or um, try new things. Try new yeah. things and, and make get a routine going. Yeah. Get a routine going, be proactive, say howdy. <laughs> say howdy. You know what I mean? Words to live by, brother. <laughs> and uh, if you got to harden up, drink a cup of cement. <laughs> <laughs> like advice pieces that you would give to somebody who maybe is in their mid-teens, they're competitive, they don't really know what avenue to explore, like how could they kind of discover what to uh, what to do? Yeah, sure. Um, the best advice I would say for someone in their teens is you don't have to have it all figured out. And there's many different avenues you can pursue. Mm-hmm. So you might see somebody who's a young stud, you know, they have it, you know, made, they're succeeding right now and your story doesn't quite look like theirs but in the end after a few years and you know maybe 10 years down the road you might be at the same place that they're at even though you started out way behind so don't mm-hmm. feel like you have to have it all figured out in your teens a good example is one of my training partners his name is kenny Benaric. he went to a juco and he's kind of you know, a late bloomer, uh, not really pe- many people talked about him in high school. Uh, he went to a junior college, didn't have the grades to go to D1, but now he's the Olympic silver medals in the 200, you know? So does it really matter earlier on how you got there yeah. as long as you get there? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like some people do go to the big school. They do, they're hot when they're in high school, they're hot when they're in college and they end up doing great stuff as a professional. Some people are hot when they're young and fizzle out. But it all depends on how consistent you are, how hungry you are, and how committed you are to getting to wherever it is you want to go. And sometimes you don't even have to know where you want to go. You'll just figure it out on the path. Just commit to whatever it is you're passionate about at the moment. And eventually, the right people will help you find uh, where where you have to go. I never thought in a million years that this is where I'd be in my position today when I was a teenager. I had no idea about running professionally i didn't know that was a thing i knew there's the olympics and that was it i didn't know about scholarships i didn't know about the ncaa i didn't know about professional track or getting a a a shoe deal with nike or you know all the things that i've done and now i've traveled the world you know i have a great career running for nike and i'm a three-time olympian etc 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 but like the point is is that you don't have to have it all figured out earlier on sometimes Mm -hmm. you just need to be around people who are hungry and ambitious and like you know, have some type of um, idea of what they want and that might rub off onto you and you mm-hmm. might, they might help you try stuff that you never pictured yourself doing. So sometimes yeah. you just have to taste, just taste like, hey, maybe I want to try this. Maybe I want to try this. Give stuff a try. Be open to different things and you might find something that sticks and yeah. that might turn into your career, you know? Mm-hmm. But when you're a teen, there's a lot of pressure to be like everybody else, especially 
with social media and FOMO and stuff like that. Yeah, so bad. you might like compare yourself all the time. Like, oh, I don't have it figured out. You know, I'm, I'm worth this and whatever. And mental health is a big thing these days too. So like yeah. the uh, effects of mental health on you when you don't have it figured out and you see other people who do and you feel like you're being left behind, mm-hmm. it weighs on people, man. So it's like, bad, I don't yeah. want young people to feel like they have to have it all figured out right now. Mm-hmm. You have time and that's your biggest asset. So use it. Use that time to explore different avenues that you can pursue and mm-hmm. you might find your passion. You might find what you like and, and follow that, man. Just just take it and run with it. See how far you can go with it. Nice. What do we need to be able to enjoy it to the max? Mm-hmm. You know, more and more and more and more. Um, and that is learning skills and usually the, the thing that you're using to learn those skills is discipline, right? So you got to learn that skill first <laughs> and then you use that discipline to learn skills to uh, improve your ability to enjoy life, mm-hmm. to be more present, to do all this stuff. Uh, and then also learn skills to decrease your stresses in life, right? So yeah. if like, you know, <clears throat> people can get knocked around so much up and down, up and down by like stress or highs and this, but if you can like somehow learn all these skills to like, make all the bottom stuff just disappear and just kind of like, or mostly disappear and then kind of keep yourself up here at all times, right? Yeah. Becoming, uh, become more of a enlightened person, you know? And, uh, I don't know. I don't see, it just feels like the point to me, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, the point of doing all the hard stuff is to make life amazing and mm-hmm. fun and fun. You know, it's just to make yeah. it fun. It makes it's it worth living. Yeah, yeah, man. It just makes it fun as heck. And, uh, why would you, so why would you not want to do that? And, uh, yeah, with the hard stuff, people talk about like working as hard, doing this is hard. It's like, man, p- pick your hard, man. Like, yeah. like, is it all the issues that yeah. you gotta like live with for like the rest of your life, or is it like the hard you're gonna have to go through right now? Pick your hard. And eventually, yeah. the beautiful thing that people don't realize is once you become really good at, at like at doing the hard things, it's not that hard to do the hard things anymore. No, it's not. You start to become a bit crazy, and you like to do those hard things. Yeah. Like it's fun. You know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. happens when you become, master something. That's why I like I I preach that because doing hard stuff is just like fun all of a sudden, right? Because mm-hmm. you know you can do it. Yeah, and you're constantly overcoming something, and it's like those are the tiny versions of, of the hero's journey. That's literally yeah. all there's like overcoming an obstacle, you know. <laughs> and then uh, so a sense of fulfillment you're getting every single time. Yeah, every time you're doing it, like oh, why we live. Wanna, I didn't want to do it today. You know, if it's just like uh, doing a cold shower in a day, you're like oh, I gotta do it today, and just the, the fact that. You can crank it all the way without even thinking about it just because like it's such a habit like that's so satisfying like yeah. I can do it there's something I don't want to do but I can do it like that and it's actually fun you know it makes right. it fun it's, it's super weird <laughs> super counterintuitive but I think it's just part of our DNA so I think uh overarching like lesson in regards to everything you learn from like the process of dealing with the transplant to now like do you have any like as you kind of wrap it up, any like pieces of like wisdom or advice that you'd pass on to whether it be somebody going through something similar you've been through or somebody just even attempting a Great Lake or just overall life in general? Um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of little lessons, but, um, to sum it up, up into one would be, uh, the power of like, Stressing the importance of the power of our thoughts and yeah. um, and and what our mind, how powerful our mind is, 
that helped me tremendously getting through my illness and having a transplant and and through the swim like there's some parallels there for sure where you're struggling through something to get to a better place mm -hmm. and um, not to underestimate the value of positive thinking and also just being aware of the doubt the doubts that come up like like not believing in yourself that can manifest and and mm -hmm. create bigger problems so yeah. I think that would have to be the overarching lesson was just mastering your mind and and believing that you can do something and being resilient when challenges come up and persevering through them. Amazing. Like, whether it be advice or a lesson that somebody has given you that's kind of um, in your like after college, before college phase that has stuck with you and stood the test of time. It was like played true every, uh, every time. That's a good question, man. Um, after college, um, off the top of my head, I can't really think about like in that moment that's kind of like stood the test of time. But one thing that I always often come back to and, um, you know, has really impacted me a lot over the the last like probably five years of my life is just like the idea of like exploring exploring things that you know you feel like you want to um I'm trying to think of how I can word this right um like if you have that feeling of something that you want to do or or a mm -hmm. thought or an idea it's like that that kind of keeps coming back to you like explore that don't ignore it um, and see where it can take you. Because for me, that idea of like starting something on my own or going out and, and um, putting content out on Instagram or mm -hmm. starting a podcast is always like this little idea that was in my mind that kept coming back and kept coming back. And, you know, you, I ignored it for a period of time. And then eventually yeah. I was like, all right, let's just kind of explore this. And I explore that. And that's led to I, uh, everything that I have right now and, and has set me up for, hopefully what will be a, like a great lifetime. Right. So yeah. none of that would be possible if I didn't like explore that. So I think a lot of times people have that little thought or that voice or that idea in their head, but it gets shut down by whether it be society's norms of like, well, you'll never be able to do that. Or it's like your parents in your ear being like, well, just go get a real job. Or it's usually that whether, one. Yeah. Whether it's your friends who are like, bro, you're crazy. Like you're not going to be able to do that. Or, you know, everyone kind of wants to, to shut those things down. And I think exploring those things are, are super important. And if at the end of it, it ends up not being something that you want to do, or you fail at it, or it doesn't yeah. work out, it's like, all right, cool. At least we, we explored it and saw what yeah. could have potentially come from it. Right? Did you learn from it? And if you did, great, because more often than not, you still learn from it, right? It's never a real, a real loss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Question about what is the best piece of like through all the mentors you've had coaches right peers that you've either received a piece of advice or wisdom that's kind of been presented to you, presented to you but you found has stayed with you 
over time. Can we do two two separate answers? One for business related specifically, mm-hmm. if possible, and then one if um, one for overall. Unless they're the business same. advice that someone has given me. Make sure you own some own piece of whatever you're doing. Um, and I I realize that I noticed that when you're putting your love heart and passion into yeah. something to build something for someone else yeah. I know and giving them the opportunity to play more do more and you realize I'm doing most of the work and I don't own it I don't own piece of it yeah <laughs> right so when I look at it is you need to have something that can provide you with unlimited income while you sleep or mm-hmm. you wake while you wake or sleep and that's the best business advice um, so now when I was in a position to have an option mm-hmm. and that's why I always do two jobs growing up yeah. I always have two cars growing up I always have two certain things because I want to have the option if my one car broke down I have time to get it fixed I just switch in the next one and I'm gone amazing <laughs> right till yeah. it's fixed right same thing job wise if I lose a job, yeah. I, have have another a, job. I have I have something that can turn into yeah. a full time right right so even in BC uh. I had over a hundred and something clients I could do my sports business full time yeah it gave me the both options amazing <laughs> right yeah but now um, I, after that I said that's why I went back to the deal and says I love it I want to be part of it, but I need to own some of it, mm-hmm. right? And once he says yes, the, the other partners, I'm like, all right, we'll figure out all the other details after, <laughs> right? But because now I'm putting in my love, I'm putting my hard yeah. work because I want to make sure it's, in, it's successful because now I have a stake in the game now, right? Right? They want to make it successful, now they have a stake in the game. So that would be my advice to anyone. You're going to trade time for money, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to trade time for money, make sure you love or like what you do. Yeah, at least. Eh? And willing to maximize the opportunity yeah. to be successful. Right? And make sure it pay you enough yeah. where you don't mind being used. Right. Yeah. You got <laughs> to right? right? be the balance. Yeah. You don't mind being used, yeah. but there's a cost to the use. Right. Right? And if you can't, then try to own along the way. Yeah. There's the classic one, like I heard it at a young age, like if you do a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life, which like I believe for a while until you start running your own like small business, it can be very hard. (laughs) And then all of a sudden your the hobby that you used to love becomes like the bane of your existence. Um, So maybe not that one, Um, but just give me a second here. I'll think of something. And like, it's so hard not to sound cheesy either. Oh, yeah. here's a great one. Um, uh, in 2002, I went to the NHL awards. I was in grade seven. And I went to the NHL awards because I'm, I've been, I've had diabetes since I was 10. And the Canadian Diabetes Association used to, used to um, be the major sponsor of the NHL awards gala. So there was a portion of like the cocktail hour that 
or there was a dinner after or something. I was in grade seven, so I didn't, I couldn't wrap my head around cocktail hours and galas yeah. and everything like that at that time. But I got to see all my hockey heroes, so it was like a grade seven's dream. It was insane. No kidding. Um, but anyway, the Porsche proceeds portion of the proceeds from that evening would go towards the Canadian Diabetes Association. Um, and I have a lot of respect for them. They do great work. I ended up working with them um, after I graduated from Acadia for a year. And they're good people doing honest work. And um, so anyway, long, I was at the NHL Awards and I met Lanny McDonald, who won a Stanley Cup with the Calgary Flames. And, no way. Um, yeah, and he told me, he just said dream big dreams because, like, he explained that, like, he was just a kid from the prairies or wherever he, wherever Lanny's from, um, kid from rural Ontario. I, yeah, let's fact check that. I don't know exactly where he's from. He's a kid from rural Canada, and yeah. now all of a sudden he is, like, a hockey icon. Oh, and 100%. It's all, be- it's all because he believed in himself as a kid and did the thing that he loved every single day. Um, that whole, that whole week was like, if I can go back and think about like one specific, like life altering thing in my life, it was going there that week. And this was something that I only realized in like the last year or so, because, um, I was a presenter that evening, like with Ron McLean and on stage and it was the year that Canada had won at Salt Lake City so it was like I mean Jerome McGinley scored 50 that year it was incredible I sat next to Daryl Sittler whose son is also diabetic so like we hit it off that night like it was just I there's not enough time to tell the stories of that Nickelback <laughs> Like Nickelback was the lie. Like they were huge. Like how you amazing was the biggest thing in Canadian music history that year. Um, and anyway, it showed me I met, it wasn't like a one-off, like I'm meeting a celebrity. I'm meeting like, I met a hundred people that I have only ever seen on TV. I'm 11 years old. This is like the biggest, holy shit, 72 hours of my life. Yeah. But it was amazing how normalized it got and how quickly and how you, I saw the production of everything. I saw the dress rehearsal of everything. I was in the green room. I watched my dad have a beer with Scotty Bowman and Wayne Gretzky. Like all these crazy things happen like in such a short period of time. And then you have all these people who are these they're also seeing some of their hockey icons. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so those 72 hours just show me, it's like, it is attainable. Like whatever it is, it is attainable. As long as you like work your ass off, like these people did like there, this world exists, I guess was mm-hmm. the biggest takeaway for me was like, I'm sure I left that weekend being like, I'm going to play in the NHL. And then that didn't happen. But <laughs> I found movies, but um, but seeing that environment was completely life-changing and wow. yeah. So then the rest of my life, I just always had that in the back of my mind that like these people exist. It does happen. It can Jeez. be done. I just want to reiterate the point when you were a young person, you need to achieve something. So you need to achieve something hard. So don't 
fool yourself. Don't medicate yourself out of a situation. Uh, don't, uh, you know, don't remove yourself from, uh, from your potential. It, you are going to set up the rest of your life, life, you know, your forties and fifties and sixties feel a long way away when you're in your twenties, but they're not, and they'll be here soon enough. And the work that you do now will set yourself up for very good um, middle age and definitely the best time of your life. You know, when I work with people who are in, you know, their sixties plus when you've lived a life where you've accomplished things, when you've figured out how to accept your lot in life and you've found your true lane, uh, then you can live in love and integrity in the last bit of your life and truly, um, you know, truly enjoy what life is about. I love it. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we kind of briefly talked about it earlier, but um, I think as doesn't matter male female whatever you represent yourself as um you got to be patient be patient with the journey that you're on like i said if it's easy maybe there's something you're doing wrong because i think the moment it gets hard that's where people take a step back and to me when it's hard you know you're working and i think that's where you know you're like you know what it's supposed to be heavy or it's supposed to be a struggle, yeah. but that's where we're growing. So I think what I want people to take out of this is whatever sport you're in, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days, but both days you're learning something, take whatever small win you get from those days, good or bad. Know that that's a part of your process. That's a part of where your journey is and you're not going to have the same path as everybody else. Take what you can get in your 90 minute sessions, your one hour sport that you play and fucking enjoy it. Enjoy the good, enjoy the bad and enjoy the hurt that you get out of it because you, everyone has a goal. The way we get there, it's all different, but the main purpose of it is achieving it. You achieve it. That's it. Like you just got to do it start asking the right questions to yourself. Yeah. What is it that I really want to do in life? And if you don't know, that's okay. That's actually a right spot to be at because the world is your oyster. Yeah. Just allows you more options, more things to do. Jeez. And it will elevate the stress of, I got to find the career. I got to get a degree. I got to listen, go travel which is what I love about the young generation. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I was having discussions before COVID with CEOs of saying, these kids, they want to travel and not work and all these things. And I'm like, yeah, because they're realizing that who wants to work for a corporation for 30 years in a cubicle from nine to five yeah, and then get only like five to 10 years to enjoy what you've built. They want to enjoy it now. And COVID has pushed that right up to the front that now people want to work virtually. And they yeah. don't want to go to that, right? But what, what's missing is I think there should be this hybrid world because you still need the social connection at work. Because yeah. now if your only interaction is opening up a Zoom screen, you're not exchanging that energy. You're not doing the small talk. It's all business. Yeah. And it's important within your day 
We, that's science, scientifically been proven that you need that social interaction with people. Yeah, hey, huge. Mary, how, how are the kids? Hey, Bob, what's that, what did you do on the weekend? Yeah, it's cooler, water cooler talk. But that mm-hmm. makes the socialization, that significance, that love and connection, those two needs. Remember, yeah. that's what fills those up. Interesting, man. For example, if I'm driving around 12 years ago. And somebody gives me the finger and wants to fight me. It's like, oh, okay, like I'm getting riled up. Now when somebody like threatens me or threatens or, you know, says something silly or whatever, it's like, huh, okay, like, sure. It's like, how many people that you will meet out in public will be able to like do anything to you physically? It's like almost zero. Yeah. Like there's maybe a couple in like the city. And they would know me and I would know them. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be like, all right, see you soon. So, see you later. See you yeah. at the next unified event. Yeah. So it's like nobody's going to do anything to you. So you yeah. just don't really care anymore. It's just kind of funny. Like it makes it comical. Nice. So, yeah. That's, it's, it's a cool yeah. feeling. I like it. Yeah, no kidding. That gives you that. And, and that, that's not to be like cocky. Like I could, oh, you know, I could beat it. Oh, no. It's just no, the reality. It's, and it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe like confidence sounds like, oh, I'm confident. But like it is really just like confident and like, you know. Yeah, not not sweating like the small stuff, right? Yeah, and you don't go around. Sorry, I'm gonna add to that. You don't go around like being like, "Well, I can beat everybody." Like, like mm-hmm. do something. Like, I don't want guys to do anything, but you just feel like when you get to that, when you get to a higher level, guys won't be able to hurt you. So you can just literally like, you could walk away, you could stand yeah. there and like move. Like, there's nothing that's gonna happen, and you're not gonna hurt them, but you can like have fun with it if you wanted to. We talk about it all the time. I think people look at this as a, especially martial arts, as a source of magic. Mm. Yeah, I don't mean, you know, like no touch knockouts magic, but, um, you know, hey, we, we talked about discipline. You know, you get the phone call, hey, I have no discipline in my life. I need to do this. And go, okay, well, it's not. Signing up for martial arts doesn't do that. And people, you get, you get the odd fighter, you get the odd guy going, man, my life is not where I want it to be. I think an MMA fight's gonna turn around. I, I really want that. I think that'll really change my life. It won't. No. Yeah. It is a grind, it's a consistent grind, and every single, every single thing you have to make the decision to do it. You gotta decide to show up, you gotta decide to put in the work, you gotta decide to diet, you gotta decide to stay in the sauna. Every single round, you have to decide to come out and win. So it's not a magic pill, it's a very slow, step-by-step, based on your decisions. Yeah, and it's not pretty, right? Like, it's not all It's not all winning, and like, you gotta accept the fact that like, it's gonna be hard work, you're gonna be uncomfortable, you're gonna be probably getting your ass kicked for a good, you know, few years, probably, maybe, yeah. right? And, and it's like, it's just a grind, man. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. be ready to put in that work. Yeah, no, nobody shows up to a football coach and goes, you know, I need, I'm just gonna have one football game, mm-hmm. that's a bucket list, and that's gonna save, that's gonna change my life. Yeah. But it happens every single day here and it's the same. No, that's not how it works. And how many guys, like, you said, like, God, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, this, and this, and they, should, they bang it out for a week and you don't see them again. Right. All the time. Yeah. All the time. And I guess that, that's like a downer of a message, but I think that's, that's an important message to get out there is like, look, it's hard and it's tough. But if, if you want change and if you want to, you know, if you actually want to fight, it's like, well, that's how you're going to actually get, that's how you're going to learn, you asked about lessons from MMA. That's how you're actually going to learn lessons from MMA, is by consciously making those tough decisions every single day. And that's how you're going to actually improve. You know, you don't, I don't think you put your kid in karate and they bow and they do a kata and they learn self-discipline and control. 
you know, you learn self-discipline and control by showing, choosing to show up and by choosing to work hard and... When you don't want to sometimes, right? Yeah. Most of the time, really. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's where martial arts actually has, like, a positive effect. I'll run, like, let's just say 5K out, 5K back, and then, you know, next one would be, like, 10K out, 10K back, and then 15 out, 15 back, yeah. 20 out, 20 back. And when you when you get out there and you're exhausted and you got to run back, like you don't have a choice. It's not like you're at the gym and you can just quit yeah, and go to leave. the change room yeah. and go home because something was hard, yeah. right? You're out there no matter what, and you got to get back. I love it. Yeah. And then you you see like you're like shit. I just did something I've never done before, yeah. and I didn't think I could do. Right. Which is what's so cool about running. Maybe. For I'll use that 85k for example, man. Like yeah, when I signed up for that race, I was so nervous, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't yeah, know if I should do this. And I, I'm like, fuck it. I put in my credit card, signed up, and I was done. And I was like, I can't believe I just did that. Like here we go, like, training starts today. Let's go, yeah, yeah, like right now. And I started doing like the biggest training runs I've ever done. And and when I did that race, right, my my longest event. Um, was a training run, right? I've done I've done big runs, but I'm I've done them in 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So this was my biggest consistent run. So in training, I did a 60k run, which was my longest run consistent. And then uh, when I got to 60k yeah. in the race, everything after 60 was like new territory. Yeah, it's like, uncharted. What's gonna happen? Is my are my legs gonna break? Whoa. Or is my mind yeah. gonna break down? To like feet. what's gonna yeah, what's gonna happen? And nothing happened. I just kept running. Amazing. Right? I and I can do this. Yeah. I got to the end and I was like, shit, I can keep going. Like it's it's crazy. Your 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 body is capable of anything and when you realize that in your mind, it's limitless. It's totally limitless that's and, amazing and i bring that to the gym right mm -hmm. like oh and everybody sees it yeah like it's infectious being yeah. around it the, like the key to growth is just giving things a crack like as in as mm -hmm. uncomfortable but like just taking that first step and dipping your toe into the discomfort right uh, I, I i'm just such a huge believer um in you know in the fact that we are wrought with fear of certain things and we might not realize them and we not, might not be able to put it into words yet <clears throat> but by starting to just try new things pushing yourself into the unknown um dipping your toe into these uncomfortable activities whether that's the gym whether that's asking for a pay rise whether that's presenting all these kind of things i think the biggest lesson is just to start doing that um and you will, uh, you know, I, I, obviously there's no guarantees, but with the experience, like, I think the experiences you'll have within yourself, whether that's your own mental development, yeah. um, personal development, or, um, or the people that you meet, uh, you know, it, you'll just have a completely new outlook on life. Um, yeah. And that it's like, it is the kind of key to your, to living on, well, from what I found and what, from what I've seen, living an incredibly fulfilling life starts with um, discomfort and starts with fear. So you kind of just got to, you got to work through that. Behind it. Um, but do it. Yeah. Do it for yourself. Do it as yourself. Don't try fun. to pretend to be someone you're not yeah. or something you're not. 
I say that, but you know, I did have to pretend to be a photographer before I could actually call myself. I think you have to fake it till you make yeah. it, and there, there's like a, the whole authenticity part. Yeah. Of it. But no, but I think doing that is like you need those, you need those kind of lessons and those experiences in order to kind of actually figure out that's that's something that you can do. And then yeah. once you develop it, you can then you get more comfortable. Like I was very yeah. different the first time doing this than now. I'm right? sure. It's like be way easier, be yourself, loosen up, conversations are better, everything's just, yeah. <laughs> I was much more likely to shit my pants at my first photo shoot than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> For your, myself, the audience, message you want to leave. I'm sure this won't be the last and only time we do this, but yeah. for now. I would say to inspire others, you first have to inspire yourself. And that comes from like being true to yourself, but mm -hmm. like to be able to inspire other people or feel like you're doing something good for the world, you have to find like what drives you in life. And I'd say if like you're unhappy with what you're doing, it's probably because you haven't found your passion. But like to be able to inspire others, you gotta inspire yourself first and really like follow your journey that like you feel good about. Yeah, Amazing. I would say that's like the biggest piece. I like that. I um I want to know from you like what. What was the original reason why you created Life After High School? So, I'll focus first. I have two parts to this answer. The first one is with the actual... Wait, wow, what? That's boring. <laughs> Dude, this isn't a deposition, man. <laughs> Dude, uh, you know, anybody that starts an answer like that is like, uh, this is going to be a two... Wow. And I was like, holy shit, I mean, I wasn't even ready for a one-part right, Hey, if you want to, like, poke your, like, your, like, your campaign statement in my lawn, hey, any day of the week, dude, I got you. I'll have a spot, Glenn uh, YG, you're the best. from there. Oh, yeah, also, I know you guys have noticed it. So we all oh, kind of no. somewhat decided to have mustaches, not technically true on my case, so, Patty, I think you've just been rocking that stash for a minute. A uh, hot minute, yeah. Yeah, you got that uh, old-school Irish boxer thing going on. I kind of love it, dude. I've you, been, like, bringing back, like, the polo, too. Okay, I can see that. So, yeah, like, yeah. it's been great. Oh, it works for you. You're a big, strong, manly man, yeah. right? So, it's like, <laughs> so you feel strong. <laughs> strong neck like bulls. I think that the biggest part of life is to be able to do the things you love doing. And that uh, it's always something that fills you with energy when it's something you love doing but doing that is not always the easiest route the stuff that i've done in my life most people are looking at me just going oh, why are you doing that you know what's yeah. important for that why are you thinking that way or the other thought was that's stupid that's impossible no you can't do it no 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 so i think that What's really important is to gauge what you want to do, to seriously think about it, to bounce your ideas off your family and friends. Mm -hmm. If you have people around you that are totally negative, which I've had some really negative people around me, you let them go. And then you surround yourself with people that are like-minded, that understand what it's like to really put yourself out there and to believe in your dream and your vision and your willingness to work toward it and to realize that you're not a mainstreamer, but mm. you've chosen not to be in the mainstream. You've chosen to go in your own way. And that's what really makes life exciting. Amazing. It could be something you learned when you were younger or something that's just applicable for every day. But something that's kind of stood the test of time.
Oh man. It's a hard question. With all my introspection, I can't even think of this one. Um, I don't know, man. Like, probably just like work hard. Yeah. Right. Like I've been instilled with that, like with my family for so long. And even, even if I didn't work as hard as I should have in university and in school, and um, I was always kind of taught that, mm-hmm. even though I never understood why my parents would tell me that. So I guess now, so like now it's like, well, now that I have something that I absolutely love, now I'm willing to work hard for it. So I guess that's something that like has always been along with me is just when in doubt work hard explain to me what a good initial like amount is to have to start with like a bare minimum to number buy? yeah okay to buy so the october average price oh that's perfect so this is good that was only three weeks ago uh the average price in um four, sudbury was four let's just say 415 to be safe yeah so to buy a house if you're going to move into the house it's 5% down. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to move in, like owner occupy it. Yeah. Now, if you're buying it for like a rental or whatever, then it's 20% down. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do the math, so 415, the Ontario, or the, uh, the October average, you got to think to Sudbury, uh, plug if any investors are listening to this. Um, every other market outside of Sudbury, well, like I'm talking like down south wise, yeah. like anything below Barry, they're all like almost double our price. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the rest of Ontario is extremely expensive. So uh, Ontario, or sorry, Sudbury is very cheap in comparison to the mm-hmm. rest of the province. So I'm seeing that a lot too, where a lot of people are selling down in Toronto for 1.3 million, coming up to Sudbury, buying a house six times the size for half the price, right? Yeah. And then they have like Same. 500 grand in the bank. So, but so back to this. So 415, the money for that at 5% down would be about you know 21 grand but that's just your down payment Mm -hmm. now i know finance people they like to like the banks like to see you have a float of like an extra 1.5 percent on top of that sometimes uh lawyer fees like on average like two grand an inspection could be like around 500 bucks right so i would say a good amount of cash to start and you got to think though the average price though that's from like new build all the way down to like mobile home together yeah. and divided kind of idea. So like a first time buyer price range is like, let's just use 300,000. So like, cause that's what I mean. Like your first house isn't going to be uh, a new Sudbury six bedroom yeah. house, right? Like that's something you get like in your second or third house. So if you use 300,000 as like a median, like starter house price at 5% down, you know, 15 grand. Mm-hmm. So I'd say like, 20 grand comfortably you could probably buy something nice is if, if anyone leaves with anything from this episode and they have any desire to do anything online it is it, i would leave with this we overthink the shit out of online marketing and social media mm-hmm. but if you were to break it down to swap algorithms swap any of these buzzwords for just people and think about it like real people who do you connect with the deepest in your life Ooh. why do you connect with them the deepest Right. right. It's common interests, common struggles, vulnerability, and authenticity. Mm-hmm. How do you transfer that through content? Because that's really all this is, is, is like, how do I sit down with someone and become their best friend in real life? All I have to do that is give them opportunities to see that those parts of me that yeah. I would do in person through a video. And so I, I think that the biggest thing that people can do for starting that is just like make a video. I think so mm-hmm. many people feel like, it's so, there's so much to it and they feel like they can't. 
everyone can. If you have a phone in your hand, you can start telling a story, right? Yeah. And there's so much freeing nature in doing that. I think also, as much as I, as I say, like, be authentic, it's really important for me to mention that that that's 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 pretty pressure-inducing. Mm-hmm. But what, what can eliminate that is that no one is being themselves on camera and that you become gradually more yourself and you discover yeah. yourself the more that you are on camera. I'll like take me through like the details of it. Uh, so probably like the biggest thing. Of what you want to share at least. Well, the biggest thing uh, was losing my mom. Oh shit. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I did not see that coming. Uh, it was super unfortunate. So uh, like 2020 was like, like mentally destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I lost my mother in like 2021. Right. And it was like, like 2020 was this scenario where I was actually doing the, the, the switch from Sabrina made a troop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it fucked me up mentally, man. Like it messed with the idea that I, I just thought I had genuine connections. Mm-hmm that uh that fizzled away very very quickly after i left and like oh. left at sub mma and it was like yeah i just like man i love those guys to death and then i i just like i feel pretty ostracized now and it's just like it's just really unfortunate yeah. so like that really messed with me and then um i don't know if anybody else has gone through this but um when you have someone in your family that's sick and they, there are times where they will withhold information mm-hmm. um, to, to try to protect you. I get that, yeah. That makes sense. And uh, I, I just, I, I don't know why she did it. I really don't. I, I still to this day don't know why she did it. Um, but she... So she, it was like self-inflicted? Like, is that... No, she, li- she lied to us. She, she told, my mother told me that she was getting treated for cancer. My, my mother died of... Uh, uh, gastro cancer so okay. she died of stomach cancer and uh, that was like not never found she when they take uh. ultrasounds of your of your stomach they only see the front portion yeah. and all of her cancer was behind her stomach yeah it was such a weird man, such a weird that thing. is weird um but yeah like when you have this this person I'm gonna tell you something right now I'm gonna actually tell all like yeah. all your viewers everything right now call your mom and tell you that you love her, man. Because, like, you don't understand the extent of what they will do to love you, man. Like, you have no fucking clue. You really don't. Jeez. You really don't, dude. And when they're gone, you can never, ever tell them the things that you want to tell them. Ever again. It's gone. You never can have that last phone call to tell them that you love them. Um, the first time I kissed my mother on on her on her forehead like the first time I ever kissed my mom as an adult yeah. she was gone Fuck. yeah dude it was it like I, I don't recommend that for anybody oh man yeah it was it was That's really heavy. it was a really unfortunate experience and yeah. and then on top of that too like being 2020 is when she told us that she was sick and then like it was so fast Glenn it was like six months dude and she was gone six months boom gone yeah how do you digest that well, like, yeah, how did the fallout I, of that take place? Thinking that your life is great, like, thinking that, like, you have this, like, forever growing relationship with the person that you love, which, obviously, I hope that all of you guys mm-hmm. love your mothers, 
Um, and if you have some beef with your mom, like, just put it down, guys. Like, forgive, man. Forgiveness is a trait that only the strong can carry. Mm. Only. Yeah. And I understand that people do some fucking terrible things. I get that. But just because you think that that was a terrible experience and the way that it affected you doesn't mean that you can forgive not only yourself but them. You don't have to keep them in your life or what or whatnot, but you can go up to them and say, hey, like I, I forgive what happened because it was X period of time ago or I was a different person, whatever, right? Yeah, the statute of limitations is up. Yeah, 100%. Like, you don't carry that shit. Jeez. But if you can call your mom and tell her that you love her, do it, man, because uh, it's a very weird experience. Um, it's a very uncomfortable, comfortable experience for sure. Again, like like we were talking about with the, like the whole men thing, like showcasing emotions and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah, like just fighting right now to like try to like kind of keep myself together. Like mm-hmm. with this scenario is is it's just like man, there's just a, a conversation I would have loved to have with her. That's for sure. Jeez. And I couldn't, I couldn't. I think, man, like. It's not the first time somebody's told me that they've lost a parent on the show. But every time I'm, like, not expecting it. Because mm-hmm. they come up and it's just... So I love, and you don't... Yeah, how do you set the tone for that? But Just you, fucking go yeah. and call your fucking mom yeah. and tell her that you love her. Just do it. Because the reality is, is that that person will not be there someday. It, yeah. They will not be there. And, like, it doesn't matter what the fucking feud that you had, man. Like, my mom and me were just learning each other as an adult. Like, mm-hmm. as me as an adult. Like, there's a difference between talking to your parents as a kid yeah. and talking to your parents as an adult. Oh, like, as, as your own man, yeah. you know what I mean? Let alone, like, you know, a woman. But, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. it's tough, dude. Like, it's tough to, like, take the time to, to reach out and do that. But just do it, man. It's worth it. I struggle with my mom with that. But it, like and with that, it's a personality it's just, thing. Yeah, like there's they, nothing wrong with that. Like they, cl- we can have a good conversation, but like I could tell that she like still thinks I'm three years old. And, and you, still you are the person, that bro, that treats, needs yeah. to set that line and be like, "Mom, I'm a fucking grown man now, mm-hmm. and I would like to have a conversation as yeah. a grown man." With that you. doesn't always bring up this or doesn't end with that. 100. percent Yeah. Like, you know how we were talking about like the high school thing. It's like we're not that snapshot. But they see the, us as the snapshot of five years. Of before. five years. Yeah. It's not like that. Bro. That's not yeah. what it's like. And then, like you have to have the 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 maturity and the the courage to be like, yo, like this isn't the reality that I live. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to have it with my father all the time because like my dad sees me as as a younger man, like mm-hmm. inexperienced or whatnot. My dad has been through his shit. Don't get me wrong. Right. But like, yeah, man, I've been through some shit too. I know, I know suffering. I know trial as well. Yeah. You know, the, the, like, yeah, man. That's my only. That's my only piece of advice with that. <clears throat> so, that's kind of one of my last things I'm curious about yeah. in terms of how, like, my general question that I like to end, kind of end the show with. Okay. Do you, do you have a piece of? wisdom or a piece of advice that you received it could be early on or later on that you would say has stood the test of time in your life okay wow feel free to take a second no i'm going to i'm going to think on that i guess Two things. 
One is simply believe. And what I what I mean by that is believe in yourself, believe in what you're doing, believe in what you're creating. Even on those days where it's it, you don't see see like you're making progress, you're you're mired in self doubt. That's mm-hmm. all part of it, right? Right. right. Like 100%. Courage, courage exists, right? It doesn't exist without fear. You, you courage, fear is part of the equation. Despite mm-hmm. fear, you're going forward, right? right? So believe. So so that was something very early on, and, and that core belief of of self. That and that key. I think I would say that keeps me dry, keeps me motivated and driving, right? Because I do believe, and I believe it. I believe, and the second thing is, I learned. No matter what you're doing, whether you're a musician, you're a visual artist, you're a writer, you're an actor, right? Just know that no one's going to care about your work more than you. So there'll be people that will come along the ride for some of it, like, you know, whether working with a bunch of actors or a show, but know that no one, and that, and that doesn't mean that that's that. And so that's how it should be because it's your work and other people are going to be invested in it to the level they need to be invested, Mm -hmm. but it will always be yours. So with that, and this is something I've discovered over the years, the more I put into my creative work, the more I always get back. And it's an equation that has never failed to disappoint me. Yeah. Right? You you know, if you look at it, I mean, but I know I've been there a few times. Sometimes I might have had a relationship in my life that mm-hmm. didn't go the way I wanted it to, even oh, though sure. I even though I was working on it and giving it all. But th- there are controls whereby that's just the way it goes. And it, and it yeah. took people that eventually weren't on the same wavelength. Yeah, it's life. It's life. But with your creative work, because it's what you're creating. If, yeah. you, if you're investing 100% into your work, you'll get 150% back. Whoa. If you stay committed to it, right? And that's it, that's the big thing. I like that you added that. Amazing. Yeah, you got to stay committed to it. Mm-hmm. And and that ties in with belief. So I guess, on, and then and that kind of that comes up with the other thing about just, just show up. Just do it. Just show up and do it. Amazing. 